I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Play I grind, my focus is crime. Raw with the rhyme, I'm slick with slime. My words are diamonds. Dig out my, told him, dig out a mine. Spit, polish, look at him shine. Glitter, glisten, gloss, floss. I catch him, run it like Randy Moss. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with your host Rod and the lady who laughs in the background. Karen, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm trying to get focused, so I was having a tough time reading. You got Fable on the brain. I know, right? Um, I ain't stabbing or shooting nothing, so I don't know what we're talking about this morning. Um, don't forget, guys, you can go to the pod, go check out the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, or Facebook. Uh, just search for the black guy who tips, and you can leave us a voice. I mean, you can leave us a. <laughs> I guess everybody got fable on the brain. Yes, sir. <laughs> you can leave us a uh, message or a review or a comment, and we will respond to it. That's what today's show is all about: us responding to you guys. Um, don't forget to call the show. Leave us a message: seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six. And um, also, the official weapon of this podcast is. Taser. And the unofficial sport of the podcast is Bullet Ball. Alright, so go get go to Bullet Ball. Look search for that shit online and get you a three hundred dollar table. I and know you can play with your man. I know, right? Um but uh don't forget also you can put this podcast on your Facebook page. Just copy and paste the link straight from Podomatic um on the episode that you're listening to and put it right in your Facebook status, your friends and family and all the other people that you don't really know over the internet will be able to play <laughs> the the podcast from right there. So, um, you know, no further ado, I guess you want to get into some voicemails? Yes, sir. All right, let's see here. Who's the first caller? I don't know. Hi, Karen. Hi, Ron. What's up? This is Shirley Kwan Esquire from Twitter. That's a really cute voicemail, by the way. Hey. And okay. also... I'm really hurting from the beat down that Rod gave me in fantasy football. I mean, man, you had Kenny Britt and Darren McFadden. I mean, I didn't even know if McFadden was going to play, but they had like 50 points each. Oh. And just that alone just beat my team. And I was like on such a good winning streak until Rod came by. <laughs> and so hopefully I beat Key this week. He's still undefeated in our atypical sports fantasy race. And yeah, so I, I'm thinking maybe it's the beatdown that made me decide to call in for the first time. And just want to say I love your guys' show. And although I do appreciate the, the guests that do come on, I also kind of miss. Uh, you two just having a show to yourselves. So if you guys could maybe just have maybe five or ten minutes of just y'all talking, that'd be cool. But that's just my suggestion. You guys don't have to take it. So I'll catch y'all on Twitter. Peace. Alright, well, um, first of all, thank you for calling Shirley. Thank you. It's her first time calling our show, but, you know, we know her from the Atypical Sports Show. Yes. And uh, Twitter. Yes. And um, 
Apparently from whooping that ass in fantasy football. Oh, <laughs> don't don't feel bad, man. Last year, me and him went to the finals and he beat me really bad. So oh, I, feel bad. I beat her like Chris Brown was like Rihanna was in the house. I said no, <laughs> it's not going down. I wear the pants in this relationship. If you want women to win fantasy football, you go to other podcasts. Okay, I'm play that shit. So I feel your pain, but we love you and thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, and then uh, of course, um, we probably will end up with shows by ourselves, but from this point on, it'll probably be when somebody cancels or somebody fucks up or something like that. Like if we uh, have to switch uh, scheduling or something like that. I don't expect it to be like a regular thing. Um, and you know, I do, I did like doing the shows by ourselves too, but. Um, it's gotten out of control. Everybody wants to be on the fucking show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I talked to him. We have people like booked up for months and people still asking to come on. So, you know, that's what happens when you blow up. You have to put a, put them in your um in your calendar. Yeah. I, I wonder if people would get pissed if we did a show without anybody on. You know, like, nobody made it this week. Like, damn it, I was waiting. <laughs> they could have called me. I could have found a way. <laughs> I know. People get mad. Ah, but, uh, yeah. but thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed just me and him because a lot of people fail to realize me and my husband, we have a chemistry that unlike any other. So it's a wonderful thing that you enjoy our podcast just for us. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, so also, let's uh, go to the next voicemail. Cool. All right. D-R-A-N-O-D-N. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I think I spelled that wrong. Oh, well. Okay, man. Hey, what's up? This is Phenom Black. Just calling to leave a message, man. I called in in a while and said no ridiculous shit. So I felt like I'd do that today. Sitting here trying to be this fucking Jordan Challenge, man. They need like a fucking handicap mode for this shit because my Jordan ain't rocking 42. That nigga be rocking 45, man. Shots is weak. Below average. Sometimes he walks on the court with a baseball bat in his hand. Like, I think he's just confused, man. I think he's just confused, but whatever. So, what's the fuck is going on with the bad girl clubs? This has got to be the first season where, like, everybody just keeps leaving, man. They pick, like, the weakest bitches in the house. Brandy didn't even steal on Antoine Dawson. Antoine Dawson didn't even steal on the girl at the end. Come on. Still love her. Oh, she just let that girl in the pussy. But anyway, <laughs> hey, man, just call me the message. No, oh, let's, let's try this again, guys. C R A N C O N. Yeah, I think I got it that far. Yeah, the C now black, but where's my 48 is calling in? Like, I got his pitch. Fuck Rob's up, Karen, I'm out. Alright man, so that's my boy Phenom Black, you know what I'm saying, he's a uh, host of Where's My 40 Acres podcast, he's one of the hosts actually, and uh, they, they always have good episodes and good topics if you want that young hip hop demographic, you know, you want to hear what the what the people are thinking about music on more than just the surface level, check them out, and they're funny as shit to boot, so you know they what are you funny. do. Um, the Bad Girls Club, yeah, everybody leaving. Like, they leaving like they fathers obviously left them when they were children. This it's, it's getting ridiculous. It's getting real bad. I hate I hate to see these women suffer like that. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm a little uh, disappointed with all of them leaving. Because it's like, you such a bad girl. They do something to you, and now you ready to go home? That ain't bad. Yeah. That's what I would do. I would never been on the show in the first place. Yeah. You need to mess with me. I'm either gonna stab you or leave, and I don't feel like going to jail, so I'd rather leave. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and that's the other thing. They made it to, like, 
Brandy made it to like a week left in the house and then decided, all right, I got, I'm out. A week left? She could have stayed seven more days. I know, man. This is Bad Girls Club, man. They got their revolving door or some shit, man. Um, let's see. We got another voicemail here. Rod, Karen, and Sting from D.C. I got a chance to listen to your latest podcast tonight. This is one of the funniest episodes I've heard thus far, which isn't to discredit the past. But it shows you all are getting better with each one. Thank you. You know what would have sealed the deal on the podcast that swagger jack in your style? If they did the signature ride, caring kiss, I love you, sign off at the end. It's <laughs> the sincerest form of flattery, so that would have been the icing on the cake. Also, Rod, I share your disdain for GameStop. They're the New York Yankees, the evil empire of sorts for the video game market. They've been screwing over and ripping off customers for years. I used to work for them when they were Funko Land, but uh, not too long ago, about 10 years ago. If you would have blinked, you would have missed me. That's how long I worked for them. But to say, you have to learn how to work their system. I consider GameStop a somewhat free rental service. So you all are Xbox family. But video gamers from all walks of life either are themselves or know someone that's a trophy whore for PS3 users or achievement junkies for Xbox users. With Karen getting Fable 3, I'm sure you're going to lose some sweet playing and unlocking achievements. Rod, be careful. She's going to abandon you for a gamer school. I know. I'm a self-admitted trophy whore, so I go through a lot of video games. Here's what you do. If you're interested in a certain game, go buy it used from GameStop. Emphasis on used. Do not, I repeat, do not let them talk you into buying it new. Once you buy it new and open it, like you said in the podcast, it's a wrap. You can't return it. You return it, they're going to screw you over. Now, once you buy it used, just return the game within the seven-day time frame to get your full refund back or buy another game. I've been doing this for years. And the staff at the various game stops that I frequent absolutely hate it. But hey, I didn't make the rules. Yeah, right. They've been fucking customers over for years. I'm simply returning the favor. Also, when you were reading the Safe Sex Aspenist article and things listing the things you can do in Colorado, you forgot to mention, get blown out by the motherfucking Oakland Raiders. <laughs> when I was watching that game, I seriously thought someone replaced a live feed with a game of Madden. It was, it was a game. <laughs> well, that's all I have for now. Have a great show. Stay first, my friends. Alright. Thank you, uh, Magic. That's Sting. Uh, he's the, 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 the owner of Sting and Sky. Sky spelled S-K-Y-E dot com. And that's the place where you can go get your t-shirts. Yes. With and, your favorite uh, cartoon characters on Exactly. Except you can be a grown-ass man and buy you a t-shirt. Yeah. And it won't be in the baby gap size, you know? That's right. I don't care what nobody say. I finally find, I find out what the T mean for 2T, 3T. So, no, you won't be in the T. You should be in the real numbers. <laughs> um, yeah, GameStop, man. I had to do this with Darksiders. I think that's the name of the game. Yeah. Uh, I, first of all, that I enjoyed that game. It's like Legend of Zelda, but with violence. Um, okay. Like real violence. And you know I love Legend of Zelda now. But the only problem is whoever made it, some for some reason... When you play it through your VGA cable, and yes, this is going to be technical. Uh, this is the technical part of the show. Uh, but, um, yeah, so so when you play it through that cable, for some reason, you have to change the settings on your screen. So when I would play the game, there would be like a fourth of the screen covered in these like 
like these blocks. It looked like somebody was having an acid trip. Like, <laughs> and, and I, I couldn't figure it out. I went online. I, I, I did a bunch of stuff, but in the meantime, what I, I thought it was the game was damaged. So I would take it back to GameStop. And one time I waited too long, so I went and bought a new cop, uh, used copy from another GameStop, and then took it, uh, switched the copies and returned the other copy back that I thought was damaged. Okay. Put it in my in my Xbox, and it still had the same problem. Okay. So now I was sitting, and not only did I have, uh, you know, wasted my time, but now I have two copies of the same game. <laughs> And then I figured out, okay, it's the settings. You change the settings up, and then it uh, fixes everything that's wrong with it. And my thing is this. Why don't they have instructions for that crap when you get the game to tell you that you have to modify your television or something? Because that's somewhat annoying. Yeah, exactly. They didn't have anything in the game about it. They should. That should be the number one thing because you know a lot of people are going to throw the game away or think that sell it or think that it's whack because of that. Uh, exactly. So, um, anyway, we. Uh, I got it taken care of, but yeah, I definitely have tried to run the hustle on GameStop a few times. Um, I even remember in college when I used to try to sell everything because that was my... That's actually where I got the habit of playing games, beating them, and then selling them to pawn shops. Oh, yeah, we we, we were the pawn shop king and queen, boy. Anything that could be removable went to the pawn shop. Yeah, they probably thought we was crackheads. I know, we would be there all the time. What, 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 what you gonna take for this, man? What you gonna take? Yeah. You know, what, you, what, you, what you gonna take? Yeah, we, we got some CC's pizza we got to go get. <laughs> <laughs> we both can eat for six thirty-five. Can you at least give me that much? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, man. So, uh, yeah, the pawn shop days back, back then... Uh, was a little bit more um, crucial with the with the returning stuff, but that's what it have it formed. And to this day, what I do is I buy a game used. Typically, I get my ten percent off of my EB Games card. Yes, sir. Um, beat that shit, and then I put it on eBay as fast as possible and sell it and get you know. So like a game that I bought for fifty dollars, forty dollars, I beat and sell. For like $30, $35, I took a $5 loss. As opposed to selling it right back to EB Games, where I would actually take a huge loss because, um, you know, I buy it for $60 and they want to buy, buy it back for 20 So yeah. that's a $40 loss. And on top of that, that technically makes no sense. And it's amazing how people have not caught on it. That's a ripoff. Yeah, I, I'm always amazed, like, and I never really tell anybody what to do, but I'm always amazed when people tell me, like, so you gonna sell it to EB Games? Like, no, no. nigga, why would you do that? No, uh, and, and, Hopefully and, and nobody. everybody got the policy now, so, did we go somewhere else, or was it Best Buy somewhere else is trying to now get to, get into the used Yeah, game? Best Buy is now trying to get into the used game market, and the reason that these companies are trying to get into the used game market is because the markup is so high. Basically, what they're saying is, once we sell a game to you, its value is zero dollars to you. So if what we can do is buy it back from you at a much lower price, say you know you buy it for sixty dollars from us, we'll buy it back for twenty dollars, right? Mm -hmm. You give you know you give us the game back for twenty dollars, we turn around and sell it again for fifty five dollars. So it's like they're looking at it like this is all profit for us. Oh. That's why they have that. That's why everybody wants to use game market. And on top of that, that makes sense why they had a big fight 
where a lot of the companies were fussing because they're like, hey, y'all reselling stuff and we're not getting a piece of this. Price. It was a exactly. huge lawsuit they about that yeah. because they were saying, hey, y'all reselling this, y'all pimping our stuff and we're not getting a profit. The only profit we're getting is the initial sale. Right, which is why you've seen a huge spike in the downloadable content market for Xbox Live uh, and PlayStation because what they've decided to do is say, okay, look, Mass Effect 2 is a great game all by itself, right? Yes. But I play it, I beat it. What is my replay value? And that and that's actually a game with a lot of replay value. But in general, I, after I beat it, I'm really pretty much done with it, you know. Yeah. So what they've decided to do is instead of you being able to just turn around, sell the shit back to EB Games, GameStop, whatever, they said, look, wait around for this game, and we will add extra levels and missions that you can just pay for a little bit at a time. So hey. Give us ten more dollars through Xbox Live, and now you have a new level with a new boss and new weapons. Okay, new... and different dungeons stuff. Cause that's right. what Fable Two did. After you beat it, was like, hey, you can get new clothes, or hey, we got another level, or hey, exactly. we got some extra. And which make which makes sense because that's more money going to them. Right, and that money goes straight to the actual video game company and cuts out the middleman of GameStop. I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I'm not surprised. There are actual entire games you can download straight off of the Xbox Live network. Okay. Real video games. You can down. I mean, and the thing about that is that they might give it to you for twenty, thirty dollars. I can't resell that game. Matter True. of fact, because yeah. of the way you log on, I'm the only one who can even play that game. Yes, you are. So that that I mean, it's brilliant what they do. You know? and, and to in the center which and it makes a lot of uh, a lot of sense because you're being gypped anyway. Right. So it's like, would you rather just here's you know 160 points on whatever system you have? You know, I don't I don't really see the twenty dollars. I'm just right. looking at it from a points perspective. Right. You know, so in my perspective, even if I never play the game again, I play it, I beat it, I've got my money's worth mm -hmm. and I can't take that content and resell it. Yeah, and it's I think it's a great strategy because they're certain like they're buying they're selling Sonic 4 right now. Okay. And Sonic 4 is gonna have different episodes. Each episode will have like three or four levels in the episode. Okay. So as opposed to me buying going to the store and buying Sonic 4, the sixty dollar video game, I'm basically buying Sonic 4 episode one for ten dollars. Then in a couple of months, I'll buy Sonic 4 Episode 2 for $10. Mm -hmm. I could do that shit for 20, 20 levels. It doesn't, like, I, they could, as long as they keep producing it and it's good quality, I'll keep giving them my $10. They could technically sell me a Sonic game for $100 by the time they're done just because that's how many episodes they release. And that's smart. And on top of that, it gives you the choice to pick and choose. If I don't want to play level 3, I ain't got to pay. I ain't got right. to have level 3. Yeah, that's how I did with Borderlands. I finally got to a point where I was like, okay, I've got all the DLC that I want out of this. I'm happy with my purchase. Now I'm done. And I felt done. And I mean, if they come out with a new one tomorrow, I won't be hurt, you know? Okay, cool. Um, So we got one more voicemail to get to. Let's see here. Hey, Robert Karen. This is Magnum Prime. I'm calling once again to compliment you two on the growth and success of your podcast. I think he be calling. Uh, also, shout out know. to the interesting and entertaining guests. You get to come into your show, uh, especially the cats from your uh, 21st century Chitlin Circuit and even the regulars that you have, uh, Justin and Will and the living legend, Larion. Uh, I have a few thoughts that I just wanted to share to get your opinions on. Uh, on your podcast featuring the Dark Hater, he 
mentioned that he thought that there were outside forces that prompted Dave Chappelle to quit his show. Uh, Rod, you disagree, and I'm with you on that one. I listened to the DVD commentary of season one for Chappelle's show, and Dave mentioned how tired he was during the filming of, of the show. He also mentioned how his co-creator, Neil Brennan, had helped him seek therapy. And a little later, he goes into also talking as same as he's done to his, his stand-up about how mental health is not properly addressed in the black community. So I'm taking from those comments that, you know, they probably had some issues and I would believe that his mental health led him to, to leave the show. Uh, Another topic that I have, uh, everyone is praising Ron Artest after the Lakers won the championship, but what about Lamar Odom? I mean, wasn't he about to smoke himself out of the league a couple years ago? <laughs> uh, I mean, except from getting Khloe Kardashian, I mean, big ups to him for, you know, straightening his life out. And my final topic, LeBron James. Uh, is the public supposed to feel sorry for LeBron and his racist tweets that he was receiving? I mean, because I don't. I mean, <laughs> Hank Aaron, Elgin Baylor, Bill Russell, they experienced far worse. I mean, they received letters that started with Dear Nigger and ended with Nigger. Um, <laughs> oh, and there was a whole thing about the death threats and the vandalizing of their homes. I almost forgot about that part. <laughs> it's just like Chris Rock said. Black people from the 1920s and the 1930s are saying that that nigga has a good look. I hope while LeBron is tweeting and filming entertaining commercials, and I, I did enjoy his latest commercial, but I hope he is also busy trying to elevate his game. Because Kobe is working. Kobe is taking his 3,000 shots a day. Kobe is working on his below-the-rim game. And Kobe is chasing after women who aren't black. So <laughs> what are LeBron's doing? That's what I want to do, is he's putting the time in to make himself an elite player. So, those are my thoughts. I love to hear what you and Kim had to think about it. And, you know, great job on the show. Uh, I think the entire audience enjoyed the tweet that you've done with it and keep it up. So, we'll be listening. I'll, uh... Alright, first of all, thank you, Magnum Fine, for calling in. Uh, yeah. He said so much. He said a lot, and, uh... Big up to your parole officer letting you call in, man. Because you sound really low. Like somebody's looking over your shoulder. We love you and thank you for the call. But you sound like you under she's at your mama house. Shh, I don't hear me. I think his wife asleep. I know, right? He's like, hey, uh, this is Madden Prime. Um, anyway, man. Uh, all right. First of all, yeah, I did disagree with Dark Hater on some things. But first of all, one thing you can learn from listening to our show is how to disagree with somebody and not try to fucking demean them, be mean to them, or piss them off, or have an argument on the air. Like, that's not the purpose of this show. Nope. I might not believe in necessarily the uh, Illuminati or whatever, but I am entertained by the idea of them. Yeah. And, and, uh, and you can learn something new from people that you don't agree with. I think a lot of times people are so much get caught up with, oh, you don't agree with me, and they just shut down everything and shut yeah. off everything, and all of a sudden y'all have issues. Why can't we agree to disagree? A lot right. of people don't have that 
tick this is. And the show do. doesn't have to get sidetracked because you no, disagree. That's like, right. Basically, like, he was cool with it. I was cool. He's oh, like, yeah. hey, this is what I think happened to Chappelle. And I'm like, fuck, man. That's not what I hope happened to Chappelle. You know, <laughs> I've heard other things that I think might have been the cause of it. But either way, both theories are presented. The listeners presented with both both sides of it. That's and right. then, then there's no like, well, fuck you then, nigga. Hang up. Get off my show. You know no, what I'm saying? Like, we, we ain't like that. We, we about love. I, honestly, we love everybody in the chitlin. The chitlin' down home bacon fried circuit. <laughs> that Roger got going on here. <laughs> oh yeah. So basically, man, we first of all, uh, I I agree. I think I really think Chappelle just had to get away from. Him. I think he was overwhelmed with the success, and more importantly, I really think he did not imagine himself being the uh, the clown, being the coon, quote unquote. For such a mass of frat boy type culture, he didn't yeah. see himself as the I'm Rick James bitch icon. He was a more thoughtful comedian than that. And I think when he started realizing that some of these people didn't get the subtle jokes of the black man, uh, Clayton Bigsby in the KKK uniform or the nigger family or he just was like, no, they're just getting off on calling black people nigger and I can't perpetuate that. You know, that's my theory. I don't fucking know. This is a, this is only from interviews and stuff I've seen him on. Other than, uh, you know, I saw the Oprah interview, but uh, I thought the most revealing interview he did was the one on a, Inside the Actors Studio. Yeah, I love this with show. With James Lipton. Yes. I, I, if you haven't seen that, go check that episode out. That's um, very educating. One thing, shout out to him. When he be having people on there, man, he be having people bring out stuff that you normally don't hear from normal perspectives. That's one thing I like about mm-hmm. his particular show. Yeah, the other thing about Je- about that show too is, and you'll just notice this, Dave Chappelle's naturally funny. Yes, he is. Like he can sit down and talk, and he's not doing bits, and he's not trying to give you a crazy story. Mm-hmm. He's just talking, and he's naturally a funny person. That's and I, right. That's the difference between him and so many other comedians. Um, Lamar Odom. I'm happy that Lamar Odom is uh getting shit together, but. People are not going to be too sympathetic for no. people that are addicted to weed. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Crazy went over weed any day. Yeah, Ron Artest is dealing with crazy. And crazy's never yeah. going to go away out of his life. Yeah, and, 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 shout, and shout out to his psychiatrist, psychologist. They're going to make <laughs> some money because he is promoting that person like crazy. Yeah, that dude need to holler at Delonte West. We need to start sending all the crazy athletes to Ron Artest psychiatrist. Yes, because he can fix them. Uh, but as far as Lamar Odom, man, like, this man thing is, hey, I was on weed and it's too many regular motherfuckers that go to work every day that are like, yo, okay? You know what I'm saying? It's like that scene in um, Half Bait where <laughs> Thurgood is going in there trying to say that, hey, I'm in here with a, a Narcotics Anonymous because I'm on weed and then they was, like, was like, you up in here for weed? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I suck dick for smack. <laughs> like, so, we ain't on the same level. Yeah, boo this man. So they, they, you know, Lamar Odom's not gonna get it. And as far as LBJ, man, um, that's funny. You know, he does, and uh, it looks like he has been working on parts of his game, especially his post game, which I think is crucial. But uh, I would be more impressed if he worked on his catch and shoot. You know, just catch it stationary, put up a set shot, uh, stop trying to always be the creator. You know, sometimes you gotta let Dwayne Wade create for you, and you just be able to finish the open shot. And I would like to be able to see him to pull that off because yeah. it would take his game to the next level um 
But even still, the way they beat down Orlando last night uh, after only three games together, this team is special. LeBron James is special. And I love Kobe Bryant. He's the hardest worker. He wants it the most. Man. But I feel like if the Miami wins it, I won't be surprised. No, I won't be either. One thing I can say about Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant do like all old people do. Once you understand your ass is getting old, you have to substitute by taking your vitamins, exercising, <laughs> rubbing yourself for being gay, stretching your muscles. He understands he cannot keep this up forever. Yeah, and I, you know, but, you know, people are going to like who they like. And, oh, yeah. You know, and I that, that. That, um, that, the decision really affected the way a lot of people perceive LeBron James. And, you know, that's going to stay with him for a long time. Um, but, you know, a lot of people will come back around when he wins the title again. So, yes, sir. Or for the first time. So, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's get into some emails. We only got emails from one person, but they were really good emails. Cool. Um, let's see here. Okay. So, I was listening to both of you. And the Insanity Check podcast from time to time, you guys mentioned incurable STDs. So I have a wonder, wonderful, so I had a wonderful epiphany. Why is it that incurable STDs start with the letter H? Think about it. Ah. HIV, herpes, hepatitis, all incurable. Chlamydia, syphilis, gonorrhea, all curable. Did the CDC decide it would be easier for those most likely to catch the disease to remember by the letter? Uh, is it the three? It is the three H's after all. Anyway, I think you should book the Black Couple that they're they're on Twitter at the Black Couple on your show. It would be interesting to hear the two of them live and in person on the air. I'd pay money for a ticket to that show. Keep up your great work. And um, yeah, that that HIV, herpes, hepatitis thing. That is kind of creepy. Yes, sir. That's why I only work with one penis, and that penis is disease-free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. I only work with one penis. My own. <laughs> um, I'm glad we both in agreement to the same penis. Me too. It would be awkward. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you got somebody else's, wait a minute, this is the end of the Black Apple Tips. I will be back. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the other thing LaShonda said was, because I was like, hey, I don't know if I want to have the black couple on our show. And it's nothing personal against them, but they see things differently than we do. And I don't want to have them on here just to argue. And I don't want to have them on here uh, just because there's certain things we disagree about. I actually like a lot of what they put out. I actually like them. And I realize, like, the one thing I want people to realize through this show, through all these different mediums, there's different ways to be married. Yes, it is. There's different ways to be happy. You can have an open relationship. You can have, uh, you know, uh, one of those, hey, we all, we both go to church together. We eat, sleep, bathe together. We do everything like it was the 50s relationships. Yeah. You know, you can have, um, that we never see each other. You know, I yeah. he lives in, in Ohio. I live in Brooklyn. Like, it, I, it, there's so many ways to do it. The main thing is to be happy. I'm not trying to question their way of doing things. We might not agree, but, um, and, and the other thing is, I'm not ruling out having them on the show, Mm-mm. but I, it's not, like, with us having so many people booked for so, so far. It'd be a while. Yeah, it would be a while, and I'm not even sure if they're open to that, because we don't really interact that much. I, I don't even think they listen to the podcast, so I'm not even sure that they would even want to be on the show. That's true. You know, so I'm not sure. But, I mean, at the same time, the only things I've read from them that I've disagreed about were, you know, the sex thing. I, I was not, 
I couldn't get with that. Um, and the pornography thing couldn't get with that. But you know, that that's there's different ways of being married, and hopefully they're happy, and that's all that matters. That's true. You know, uh, I'm not here to tell somebody how to be married. What do you think? I agree. All right. So, um, and then she sent us another email. Uh, can you guys do a list of dumb stuff? I know you already do it, but add this to the list uh, who do stupid uh, people who do stupid shit with their kids. For example, I'm a Saw fan. Yes, my porn is Saw. <laughs> I own it. Wow, that is excessive. Owning Saw, that yes, that is your porn. Yes, it is. I would not watch those movies. I've never um, seen a single one. Not none, none, twenty of them to come out. Well, in all fairness, Karen is scared of scary movies. Yes, I am. For no reason. <laughs> She's a grown ass woman, y'all. A grown woman talking about I'm gonna have nightmares. She has not had a nightmare since she was ten years old. Come on, we'll watch scary movies. We'll watch a movie if it's sci-fi. It's I, okay for it to be scary. Yes, I can do sci-fi. But if it's uh, anyway. <laughs> But if it's normal people, hell no. <laughs> I went to see uh, the 3D finale to finish out my experience. <laughs> Whoa! She thinks it's gonna be a finale. Okay, they gonna they got you because oh, I yeah. guarantee they coming back with some more songs. Oh yeah. Unless the world exploded, no, fuck it. No. If they made money off that shit, they gonna come back with another. One. Oh yeah, they gonna call it from Saw the Chainsaw. Yeah, Chainsaw 3D. Yes, sir. Uh. I will be buying the anthology when it comes out as a package. Oh, that is your porn, honey, ain't it? Mm-hmm. She's spending some money. And settling in with the other slasher porn addicts and serial killer wannabes. Wow, she she going as far as buying the deluxe pack DVD set, huh? Mm-hmm. They probably come with us all. Uh, <laughs> when it walks, uh, when it uh, when, when it walks with a couple with the. Oh, when in walks, like in the theater, okay. a couple with a two-year-old child. Wow. Fucking two years old, Rod. And this child is whimpering for the full 90 minutes. Oh. I wanted to call CPS, but was afraid they'd shut down the show and I'd be out of my 875 Yes, I paid $8.75 to see the matinee and would do it again in a heartbeat. I know it's so. Our matinee is $5. I don't blame you. Uh, but it's 3D, so she actually got a hookup. Cause yeah, when I go see, did. when I went to go see uh, Piranha 3D, oh, they, they didn't even give me no specials, and it was matinee time. Um, I should have gotten the parents' names, as I see a miscreant in the making. Uh, then they had the nerve after the movie to let him play video games in the lobby. They needed to take that kid to therapy. I need the stupidity to stop, please. Um, so yeah, man. I, speaking of that, I got two stories about the the. You know the movies. One, I went to go see State Property, which is rated R. Uh huh. And um, years ago. Yeah, it was a very long time ago. I went to go see it. I was by myself, I believe. Karen doesn't didn't want to see that shit or something. And uh, I go in there, and I'm you know the credits start, the movie gets ready to start. Um, within the first thirty seconds to ninety seconds of the movie, there's titties, somebody getting shot in the club, and cussing. Right. So. Uh-huh. You know, these people walk in a little late. It's a woman with her two kids and in and holding like popcorn. And then there's a dude walks in. Probably looks like he's about 40. Black black dude, real baggy clothes on, like baggy jogging suit. Look like he might want to be in state property or whatever. And they sit in the front by me. And they're sitting there and they're, the dudes, you know, of course, they're cursing on the screen. Mm-hmm. Somebody getting shot. And so, finally, maybe five minutes into the movie, there's a scene where, like, Memphis Bleak calls 
Rail, the, the R&B singer or something. Mm-hmm. And as the camera pans down on Rail, you see he's laying in a bed, and it pans away, and you see there's a white girl giving him a blowjob while he's on the phone. Mm-hmm. And the woman gets up and she goes, hell no, and snatches up her two kids and storms out. But that's a downrated R movie. What about that? Don't people understand? Well, I well, this is what I'm. They were obviously together, right? This hus- this man and this okay. woman. And so then she gets up and she's like, hell no, and like throws popcorn at him. And when they all walk out, the kids oh, and the mom. Oh, he, he was like, well, we're going to see state property. She's like, okay, cool. Right. And just rolled in there. She was like, oh, wait a minute. That's what I think. That happened. nigga need to get shot. You don't do that <laughs> stuff to kids. So then when she was walking, after she walked out, he tried to play it cool and sit there for like an extra 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then like, like, like everybody didn't see that shit. Like everybody was going to forget. And then he got up all slow, brushed the popcorn off, and then just kind of pimped out, you know, walked out. But if you expect to hit that, you ended that with doing that to those kids. Yeah, and then the other story is, I went to go see this movie, I have no idea what the name of the movie was, but my aunt took me to see it, um, and, like, they kind of hood, my aunt, my my aunt that took me to see this movie, Mm -hmm. and the movie was about apes in the fucking jungle, Running up on these, of course, white people. White people that was doing some type of investigation or something, and like ripping their heads off and oh, beating them and oh, all kinds of shit. It was like a rated R horror movie, and I was just a fucking kid. So, but I, but unlike Karen, I'm not a punk. And even though I had those fucking nightmares, I said I'm a man, damn it. Well, I'm a and woman, I, damn it. <laughs> and I will not be punked by a movie. I don't care, but my thing is this. By law, in all states, as long as you have an adult with you and you're under the age of, what is 16, 17, whatever yeah. it is, you, uh, children are allowed to go. I think they need to change that law. Even if you are with your parents, a rated R movie, anybody under, what, I would say 16, shouldn't mm-hmm. be allowed to go in even with adult supervision. I'm sorry. It's rated R. I agree. Uh, well, I don't agree. But I guess what I'm saying is... There would have to be some type of um, well, 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 under limitations. 10, under five. I mean, you got to. I mean, put yeah. the age limit because uh, once you get to it, I mean, teenagers. That's a whole nother thing. But once you get to a certain level of maturity, you're you're you've seen these things or, or done these things at some point. A five year old has no idea what's going on on that screen. But then, where will we get our serial killers from? I I, I don't know. Somebody got to mutilate cats, and I mean, if we won't let them go see, you know. Natural born killers. No. Three. No. 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 Mm-mm. It's gonna be that a damn owl in 3D, and we gonna call them day. Well, I don't think I wanna live in a world without serial killers. I'm sorry. I do. I would love to live in a world without somebody going around mass killing people. Well, it's serial killers that listen to this. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, but that's just the way Karen feels. Don't kill her, cause I won't do the show. If Karen dies. So you Please don't kill don't, me. Don't kill her. No, serial killers eat you a box of cereal and just forget about just my Just know that I'm on your side. I'm on your side, serial killers. <laughs> Not with the killing, but you know, they, I know. Uh, y'all know. Y'all get it. Y'all know. Y'all know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alright, so we got some comments on the message board. Cool. Um, Let's see. We had episode 81, House Arrest for the Homeless, which featured the dark hater mm-hmm. from the Hateraji podcast. And uh, he went up, uh, you know, we, we talked about the Illuminati, we talked about music, oh, yeah. porn, like, we talked about a lot of stuff, so uh, let's see what people had to say. Um, I was about, Triple Hate writes in, I was about to say this nigga, the dark hater, 
got a conspiracy theory voice, and I'll be damned if he ain't talking about the naughty. I guess that's what they call the Illuminati on message boards. <laughs> that dude is funny. He, 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 his, his voice do, do sound like he'll peek around the corner and tell you a good scary movie on the camps, uh, campsite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, boys and girls. I got a great story for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. He says, good show. Dude's insight on this music shit was good. The Illuminati shit is whack, though. That's what Imperial B says. Uh, corner Boy, um, or a.k.a. my man, uh, Phenom Black. Says, hey, the Rozzy is definitely on some. It's all a conspiracy shit, but he's fucking hilarious with it. And that's why I love it. That's why I agree. Yeah. Like, I think he's. I would listen to him talk about some shit that. Oh, yeah. I might not agree with. But, if but I would listen to it. That's right. And I think that's, you know, more people need to be like that, man. You don't have to agree with everything you fucking hear. Nope. And maybe somebody might even be able to convince you of some shit. You hear the right thing, you know? True. Uh, obviously, he's been he's been in the music industry. He's seen more shit than me. That's true. So I mean, I would I wouldn't be surprised if he did no more. Um, if I choose to just stream the podcast from Podomatic website, do you still get credit for the download, or is it literally downloads only? I don't get credit for the downloads, but they also do measure how many times it's played on the website. So feel free to get the podcast however you want, guys. You know. Uh, my man Philly Cash Fan says, I had no idea about that Jada Kiss line getting censored by Clive Davis. And the stuff he said about more music getting targeted towards homosexual was 100% true. Um, yeah, the Dark Hater said, um, that the, there's a line about, uh, that Jada Kiss says, uh, and all about the Benjamins where he says, stack chips like Hebrews that gets blanked out. And, you know, I, the, the point there was, if, they can be racially sensitive to Jews. Why can't the music be racially sensitive to black people, women, you know, things like that? Like, it's very misogynistic. It's very racist, but that's not going to get blanked out because black people don't pull the strings. Yeah, and, and it's money. We, we can't have a Hebrew on our boy getting pissed at you. Right. Hell no, he's funding this. Right. <laughs> no. And uh, the stuff you said about the homosexuals, I, I agree, man. Like, I, Kanye... Uh, Lady Gaga, uh, even Nicki Minaj, clearly they're trying to get to that homosexual market. Um, I'm not trying to call them gay or not, but to say that they're not targeting that type of crowd is ridiculous. I don't see how you can watch Runaway and not see this is a dude that's clearly reaching out to that type of demographic. And not only that, um, Roger put a Lady Gaga on my thing, and I like a telephone, and I like um, Poker Face, because I first started listening to Poker Face through my um, Pandora. Mm -hmm. And so he, she has one song, and I would happen to be rolling through it, and she kept talking about Touch Yourself. So yeah, she's hitting the gay community. I mean, I don't mean <laughs> it in a bad way, but I was like, Touch Yourself? What, what, huh? Well, what, it doesn't what? make you gay to touch yourself, does it? No. I think everybody touches themselves. No, but she was talking about another woman trying... She was thinking about another woman touching herself. Oh, I don't know. I didn't listen okay. to this shit. This is a little too gay for me, but, you uh, know, whatever she's talking about, I support it. Uh, so, what did he say about the Illuminati that was so whack? That's what my man Norton said. And he was applying to uh, somebody who said called the Illuminati whack earlier, and um, that dude never responded back, so I guess they got to him. Must have. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait for the Illuminati show that the Dark Hater is gonna do on his own podcast. That ought to be fun. The Hater Rozzy podcast. Search for Hater Rozzy with two Z's, and uh, it will be up in iTunes. And you guys should check it out, man. And he also has a premium subscription. 
Well, you can go to his website, HeyToRozzy.com, and uh, you should be able to uh, get you a, a subscription where you can hear the whole shows and every, everything, all the archives. So check him out. Um, and we didn't really get a lot of response on our latest episode yet, but we did release that a day later than people are used to. Yeah, we did um, it on Wednesday, we did it on Thursday. On Podomatic, we had a couple uh, responses. Let's see here. My man says... Well, somebody want to know, could they get the show on iTunes? Yes, search for yes. the Blackout Tips. Then somebody says, response to the Dark Haters, what killed the album comment? Mixtapes didn't kill the album. The internet did, i.e. Napster, etc. Mixtapes are used and have always been used by artists to gain exposure and loyalty. It's how underground artists survive and thrive. And then the Dark Hater actually responded himself. He said, I absolutely agree with you that mixtapes originally served a great purpose for unsigned artists, but Lil Wayne and other signed rappers have now taken that away. Would a kid rather download a free mixtape from an unknown or a free mixtape from a platinum selling artist? And that's, that's 100% true. true. Yeah. Now, like, that's killing the, the underground mixtape game because now, you know, if you have a dude trying to get into the, into the game, and people only have so much time they can listen. And the dark, uh, the uh, Little Wayne mixtape comes out, and the Dark Hater mixtape comes out. Chances are most people are gonna listen to the Little Wayne mixtape, and that's it. Yeah, because years ago people grew up. They didn't do. They ain't really do no more mixtapes. They're like, I made it. I don't need to go do mixtapes. No right more. now, because the music games are fucked up, they're going back and doing mixtapes. To keep, you know, just to keep the word going for them. Um, and that's true, you almost have to. Uh, let's check the Facebook comments. Um, let's see, we got a couple of comments about the show, uh, Who Stole the Show? Which is about, you know, some podcasters that bit our style and, or, you know, allegedly bit our style. I'm not saying their name, but I don't know for sure, but it's real, real suspect. And so, one, one, one thing I said was, uh... Uh, Bill Bill wrote and he says, "Hey, I'm recording my first podcast, the White Guy with Exact Change." Ha ah, ah, ha! He I, ain't tipping. And I said, "Bill, you son of a bitch!" <laughs> and Clove wrote in, "Got change." <laughs> Clove wrote in and said, "Drunk as shit on whiskey, so I'm gonna quote PE. Let everybody know before I blow. For the sake of what's right, I wanna know which sucker stole the show, uh, or stole the soul, soul, whatever. I know what he's saying." And that's the song I was thinking about when I named it to <laughs> Um And also, I, we had a, some more comments because I said, um, I'm, I used to say success is measured at how many haters you have. Mm-hmm. But now I say it's how many people copy you. Oh, both. We can take both. Yeah, and uh, Randall says, hey, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Keep on chugging. Uh, Bill says, biggest ripoff since Webster. Because uh, Webster <laughs> ripped off... Uh, uh, what show that different strokes? Yes, and uh, you know somebody says if you're gonna copy, make sure you do it right though. I don't want no Waka Flockers paying me homage. Get the fuck out of here with that. Uh, and then uh, Shirley from Chonilla just kept trying to find out who it was, but I ain't gonna tell nobody. No, uh, and she you never tell. She actually copied and pasted my first my first statement, which was kind of a good joke. Uh. And uh, Randall is right. The way you said it was funny. Um, and uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, yeah. Then the rest is me telling Shirley I'm not gonna let your letter know who those people are. <laughs> yeah. While he was on, I'm sorry. Um, not to get off topic, I was looking. Well, I was must have been playing favorite three while you was while you was going. Cause you said it sounded like I'm shooting up the post office. 
Yeah, it was loud as hell. I don't know what, what what you was doing in there, but whatever the weapons on Fable Three is, they loud as shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, and oh, I can't forget. I almost forgot to do this. I think we got a comment on our blog this week. Oh, and cool. I keep forgetting the only person that responds to the blog instead of iTunes, Facebook, or whatever is Anonymous, uh, which is a girl. She says, Anon here, check out the New York gubernatorial debate with Jimmy McMillan of the Rent is Too Damn High Party. So funny. Uh, we did talk about this last episode. Yes. And as a karate expert, I do agree that that shit is hilarious. Ah. Uh, also, I checked out the Casey and JoJo show. Fuck, I forgot to do that. While it oh, is we funny, that. yeah, did I'm it just set start that up. Or something? I think so. Okay. I'm gonna set that up. While it is funny, it's also sad. And put, I pulled out the white flag and surrendered. I'm on the I want to live train. Ah, me too, girlfriend. The most funny part was watching Casey sing "Freaking You" to AJ Johnson while exercising. I died. So, I guess I got to check that out now, uh, man. We got to do it, Casey and JoJo. What's up, Twitter fans? Y'all know y'all was hitting us up at first, and y'all stopped. Yeah, we need... I need more the y'all Casey need to and remind JoJo us. people. Yeah. But, um, yeah, what that was... What must I say? <laughs> what must I do? I don't even imagine them singing like that no, no more. No. I, I think they sing like Eddie Kane in Five Hard Breaks. Ah! Nights like this, I wish. Then raindrop with... If you think you're lonely now, wait until tonight, girl. <laughs> I do the remake, you know, you done mess your vocal cords up. <laughs> Y'all don't want to hang with old Eddie K? No, no, sir. No, sir. I'm, I'm good, old man. And uh, she also sent us a couple articles I've kept, I forgot to cover, man. But... I will get those articles on the next show, I hope, uh, which will be tomorrow, and if everything goes right, I guess it'll be Stephen White, uh, former Bucks uh, defensive end. Um, Ooh, that'll be fun. So, show's blowing up. I know, we got NBA, we got NFL, we need Mm -hmm. to get hockey and baseball, we cover all the sports. (laughs) I only get sports I respect, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, soccer. Anyway, <laughs> uh, make sure you make sure you go to the blackguytips.com, donate, look on the right-hand column for the PayPal button, click on that shit, leave us a voicemail, 704-557-0186, and, uh, you know, we'll definitely holler at you. Follow us on Twitter, I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm um, say that again, that as in D-A-T. And, you know, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Um, until then, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Mm-hmm.